Hello and welcome to the NC Podcast. My name is Natasha Collins and I'm the host and founder of NC Real Estate, which includes its members club for landlords and property investors to come and build a profitable property portfolio that completely aligns with their goals. If you haven't yet done it yet, I need you to go and download the property investment expansion success formula. If you haven't got it, you need that. You need to print it off and hang it on your wall because that's going to give you the direction of which you need to flow when you are investing in property. That is ncrealestate.co.uk forward slash flowchart. So make sure you go and get yours. So hello, I am doing something slightly different today in that I am in one of my properties. So as you will probably hear, the sound quality may be not as good as it is normally, but I am coming to you from a day in which I've got loads of things in which I have to do property related. So I thought I would bring you on that day. I'll give you updates throughout the day of what I am doing and what's been going on. I've just driven into Bath from my mum's house. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, I've been staying in the UK for the last couple of weeks. I love staying in the Cotswolds because it gives me that time away, that breathing space. When I wake up in the morning and I look out over the fields and the beautiful church, I'm like, oh, this is amazing. But anyway, first thing this morning, I drove into town, parked up. I've got a bus parking permit from one of my properties, which I keep, I don't allow out, which is handy for me so that whenever I'm in the area, I can just pop in, put the permit on whatever car I've got at the time, and then I can come down to Bath and I can check on the properties. So today I have got to be in Bath for a mortgage valuation, for a remortgage that I am doing because I want to use some of the money, I'm not taking out a lot from that property, but I want to use some of the money to do up a service accommodation that I've got. I've got a meeting with one of the property managers for a property and I also want to see that property that if any of you saw my newsletter last week um, someone offered me an off-market property and they chucked me the keys and said go and have a look when you're next in Bath so those are the things I want to get done today on top of that I need to make sure that I have got specification of works for the building for the bathroom sorry so I have bought with me tile samples and also I want to do a few bits and pieces in my service accommodation because um, I want to set up uh, Netflix and Spotify and put in some um, additional TV channels because in the centre of Bath you don't get that great TV unfortunately so I need to do something about that and just make sure that I pick up all of the different odds and ends that I need to to restock this property. I always in my mind think that my service accommodation is worse in worse condition than it is. I don't know why. It's the one thing that um, I get kind of paranoid about actually, but it's never in that bad condition. When I arrive, I'm like, oh yeah, this is fine. Like, what am I talking about? So today I will take you on my journey of everything I do. So it's going to be a collection of recordings from different parts of my day. So I hope it's a successful day. I'll keep you updated as I go. Okay, so I thought I'd check in with an update because it's 11 o'clock. I'd booked the remortgage valuation for between 10 and 12. And of course, on a day when I have to be running around, oh, hold on, watch that space. Okay, I made myself laugh with that. The minute I was like, this 
surveyor hasn't come to value the property. You hear the doorbell and he turns up. So that was a great meeting, literally lasted about 10, 15 minutes, but it's 11.20 now. And he just came round, asked me about my lease terms, which I have on file, which is why if you have a leasehold property and you should be, and you have a mortgage revaluation and they're coming around to do the survey, have your lease with you so that you can do it really quickly. You can give them the key details. He just checked off that this was a two bedroom flat, there's running water and it is what I said it is, which was great. And then I asked him some questions about the valuation market in Bath. Um, number one, because on one of the properties above here, I might be buying the property. I was a bit worried about low ceiling heights. So I asked him if there was going to be an adjustment in value for that. He said, no, as long as somebody can walk in it without having to bend their head, there would never be an adjustment in ceiling values because he was talking to me about Tudor properties and other properties where the ceiling heights are lower. So there's no loss in value there. And that was one of my key concerns about buying the property above was that there was a lower ceiling height. So the value might not be there and I might find it difficult to sell. But he confirmed that there was an, uh, a market for it. It wasn't stopping the sales property. So I was really excited to hear that. Second question I asked was about how they're valuing HMOs in Bath. And he was telling me about a two-tiered approach. They don't necessarily do investment value, so they don't really use yields in Bath to value HMOs. What they do is they use comparable HMOs to figure out the value of the property, so the capital value. He called it a term that actually is a surveyor I've never come across, but a capital comparable basis. And that's what he's doing the valuation on. And he said that he found that a lot of HMO landlords really struggled with this because they're saying, well, hey, I've got this massive, massive rental income. I want you to value it on an investment basis. And he says, well, I can't because it's a residential property. Uh, even if it's got so generous use in Bath, they do tend to just value it on this capital comparable basis, which means they use comparable evidence from other HMOs in the area to um, value the HMO for remortgage purposes, or maybe if someone else is going to be purchasing it. So it's that two-tiered approach, whereas non-HMOs, uh, re regular residential, you would obviously value it on a comparable basis. So I found that really interesting too, because I'm doing a lot of research on how valuers value HMO properties, which I'm gonna be producing for the members club. So really, really interested in that. As I said, it didn't take too much time at all. Checked off all the boxes, off he's gone. So very happy about that. Hopefully I get the valuation. Um, as I was saying before, what I was doing actually in the time where I was waiting for the guy was that I was updating my Amazon Fire Stick, which I bought ages ago, but I never ever had the chance to update it because I've been busy backwards and forwards. Um, and so what I'm gonna do is put the Amazon Fire Stick in my serviced accommodation. And I'm gonna put Netflix on there, iPlayer, ITV Hub, four on demand and a channel five, um, what, that as well, whatever the hub is called, so that uh, my guests can watch that in the living room. And I'm then gonna go out and try and find a Roku box because I use that in an Airbnb in Memphis and 
I found that it was a really, really good use of my time. Oh, use of my time, it was easy to use. <laughs> That's what I mean. My gosh, my head's all over the place today with so many meetings, but copious amounts of notes. And what I've also done is started writing down how to use my TV for the new guests that are coming in so that they know and they can easily navigate around the TV system because I'm always getting comments, oh, Natasha, I'm finding it really hard to know how to use your TV. So that's what I'm doing. It's now 11.25. I am going to go out and get some bits to stock up my um, service accommodation because I've, my next meeting is going to be at 1 p.m with managing agent for another property that I own. I want to have a chat with him because I want to know what the freeholder is doing. So watch this space, back in a bit. Hello again, me, it's 12.54. So I've got five minutes until my next appointment and I have just been into Bath and stocked up on supplies. So let me tell you what I got. So firstly, a couple of shower curtains and they were on sale in Primark for two pounds each. So I got two. And the reason I do that is because the water in Bath is horrendous. Um, so we have to change the shower curtains every month. Then I got two Roku boxes, Roku Express HD, which I'm about to try and plug into my TVs and get them to work. Then I'm going to have a full smart house of TVs, which I'm very excited about. And uh, that will update my Airbnb and my guests will love it. So excited for that. Um, they were $29.99 each. I got the HD one for when I get HD TVs because that flat is going to be refurbed in January. So I am updating that. Then I also got four wine glasses from Debenhams, fab, just to replace any broken ones. Um, and then looking around my bag, what else did I get? Oh, I was passing boots, and this is a side note, this is nothing to do with my properties, but they don't sell TT and Witch Hazel in America and they were half price, so I bought them up at two pounds. The same as they don't sell cheap spray deodorant, and I got all the pound ones as well, so I got a bit sidetracked. Then on my way back through, I was feeling kind of overwhelmed and opposite one of my flats, there's a new CBD wellness center. So I went in there and they made me coffee infused with CBD. So hopefully that will make me feel a bit calmer. <laughs> um, I've got a sandwich as well. So that's what I went out to get. And it's just little bits and bobs. I had teaspoons on my list, but nowhere sells teaspoons just on their own. And I don't need a full set. So if anybody's listening to this and knows where I can get just singular teaspoons from, I would love to know. So that's what I have done so far. Bar. Um, that's great because it's updating my Airbnb and making it far nicer so I'm very excited about that. Um, next up I'm going to sit here and I'm going to eat a sandwich I just bought, coronation chicken, nom. I'm going to sit here and wait for my next meeting, property management meeting. Hopefully they're on time um, because I've got a few more bits and pieces that I want to do around uh, bath before I head back to the Cotswolds. So let me give you an update because actually what happened next and what I wanted to happen next after where I left you last time is not necessarily the same thing. So the, the meeting that I had with the property manager was then late, he didn't turn up until 20 past one. So I went to uh, try and plug in all of my Roku boxes and get them set up only to find that I had one TV broken. 
So I was kind of running around thinking, how do I get this TV to work? Can I do it? Can I change a fuse? Do I need to change the plug socket? Um, long and short of it is that I got so stressed out by doing that, that by 20 past one, when the property manager arrived, I was like, oh, hi, Richard. I am super frazzled right now because I've been trying to do all of this. Um, so the good news about Roku boxes and the reason that I picked a Roku box to use in my service accommodation is because they are so simple to set up. Literally took about five minutes. It's all the typing in passwords and things for all of the different providers, which I find the most annoying and the most frustrating. But actually, um, if unlike me, you were to sit there with just that going on, I think you could probably do it in about 15 minutes. I just had not left myself enough time. Anyway, next up, I had the meeting with the property manager and we went through the service charge and the service charge budgets and what was going on there and whether I was happy with it. And actually, I've always been happy with it in that particular building. Uh, I worked hard with the previous managing agents to get the service charge costs down as low as I possibly can. It works out at roughly £55 per month, which I am perfectly happy with. There's a ground rent on that building as well of around about um, actually, it's not a roundabout, it's £20 per month. So £20 per month, £20 per year, paid every uh, half a year, £10 every half a year. So I am perfectly happy, but I did know that there would be a reason that he would come and see me, and it's because they want to do an externals project. Now, the roof on that particular property was done seven years ago. So I said to him, you do not need to get... Uh, the scaffold up onto the roof and do that. We won't be paying for it because we had it done seven years ago. It's watertight. The whole property is watertight, which touch wood, that continues. Um, the other thing is, as leaseholders, we've been paying for the repair of our own windows just because it works out better like that. We can do it at the time when flats are empty or when we're doing our building work. And so that's not been necessarily a huge issue for us. But he did say that he wanted to redecorate the outside. So I said, you need to work with us very closely on that because we've been so used to doing our own things. We don't necessarily save up the money for sinking charge, although we know it would be coming. Um, we just normally say power wash the outside and that's fine for us. But the retail tenants on the ground floor are often a pain as well and they don't pay for anything. So that was one of my biggest concerns. I don't necessarily mind doing uh, an externals scaffold up, redecorate, make sure the woodwork is in good condition, check the downpipes, make sure that's all working. I'm not paying for the shop frontage because in their leases, it says that they have to redecorate that themselves every three years and their shops are terrible. The other thing is, is that common parts door to the entrance of the building isn't our responsibility, it's actually the local councils. It says that in our lease, so I wouldn't be paying for that either. So I just said to him, if you're going to do it, you need to be very, very careful with what you're charging for because we know what our responsibilities are and what they're not. And also that you work with us and you're not spending money unnecessarily because we do pride ourselves on keeping that building really well maintained. Um, but it's on a road. And so the exhaust fumes every couple of years, we do get a lot of soot up and down soot, pollution, whatever it is up and down the front of that building. But we do have pigeon spikes to stop um, bird poo clogging up our windowsills and we do get out there as they say and repair our windowsills because it's a grade two listed building we can't easily take windows out put them back in so we do a lot of repair on that building ourselves just to kind of maintain it and make sure that it's okay all in all though property manager was a really reasonable nice guy so I have nothing against him at all um, and I'm glad that he came and spoke to me but 
He did say, Natasha, I was thinking I was wandering into a building where nothing had been done. I said, no, we look after this. You know, between the leaseholders and the common parts, we make sure that everything is well maintained because we have pride in the building. And that's worked well for a number of years. So what I don't want him doing is jumping in there and saying, actually, do you know what? Um, you guys aren't doing X, Y, and Z. I said, no, you come over and you see a really, really nicely maintained building. So fab, great. That was a good meeting, although it lasted longer than I wanted to because he had me outside. He wanted me to look at the outside of the building, see if I agreed with things, what I didn't agree with. Um, <laughs> I was a bit kind of like, you know, you could have this wander around yourself, but fine. I was there, I was able to do it. Um, then it's putting me a bit behind because it lasted until 2 p.m. I then had to go back inside and grab all of my Roku boxes and TVs and things and make sure that was sorted for my service accommodation. Next up, I had a viewing of a flat that I'm potentially going to buy. And I wanted to get in there and just do a film around. Um, but as I said previously, I needed to be back in the, I need to be back in the Cotswolds for roughly around 3.15. So I squashed everything in, like silly that I am sometimes. I've been trying to do too much. So I got into the flat that I potentially wanted to buy, have another look around. I've already been in there before. Just to make sure that I would be happy with having it as part of my property portfolio. Because I said earlier that I want to control the management in that building and have a little bit more of a say. And so having both flats would be really, really good for me. But actually, I have to double check that I'm not just going on the fact that I want control over something and uh, whether it would be a good investment. But speaking to my broker, my mortgage broker, he said to me, look, there's products out there for you. You would be able to get... Um, you'd be able to get lending on that pretty easily. Um, as I said previously, I spoke to the valuer who'd already come in and said, you know, the slightly lower ceilings, does that affect value? No, okay, fab, so another thumbs up. That flat doesn't need much doing to it at all. Maybe a new shower, which is gonna cost me a couple of hundred pounds. You know, it's not a whole new bathroom redecoration. It's just making it look nice. Maybe um, I would furnish it a little bit because it's a top floor walk up. So you don't want tenants or whoever's going to be staying in there bringing huge amounts of um, furniture upstairs and damaging the walls. I don't want that. So I'd consider putting something up there. But apart from that, it's absolutely fine. Um, so there wouldn't be too much spending on it. And the thing is as well, I could get an 80% 80, 80 loan to value on this, get it at a discount and then pay off the... Um, pay down on the low to value very, very quickly. That would be my strategy here. So everything is adding up on that flat. I still haven't yet put in an offer, but I think I definitely will um, and see what I can negotiate there. But I do want to be sat back at my desk and do my proper deal analysis. And I have time for that. That's the good thing about buying that flat off markets. I have time. I uh, The seller has already said to me, Natasha, I'll give you a week to go and have a look at everything. That's been more than enough. I've actually been dragging my heels a little bit because I've been running around doing meetings um, and I have a wedding to go to this weekend, a family wedding to go to. So I haven't really been focused on it as much as I should or I would normally. But the minute I'm sat at my desk, I can make a decision on that. And I think it will be yes, but I'm going to try and negotiate a really, really good deal there. Of course, keep you updated. But because it's off market, I really have to keep it off market. He doesn't want anybody knowing about it. So um, that's where I left that, but I was really pleased, really, really pleased with it. And then finally, 
had to sort everything out, pop it back in my service uh, accommodation, all of the TV boxes, make sure it was stocked with the wine glasses and make sure that it had uh, the shower curtains in it. It was all looking good. My only uh, uh, issue was that sometimes my cleaners don't put enough toilet roll in the bathroom and that gets my goat because I definitely need every single guest to have at least two full toilet roll rolls. That really is for me super, super, super important. I don't know why they don't do that. So I do update them and say, hey, guys, not done this. But also, then the broken TV, I couldn't sort out. So I just lifted it up and I thought I'd just put it in the back of my car. I'll take it back to my mum's house, see if we can get it working there or I'll just buy a new TV for it at the time. But I don't want broken stuff in my service accommodation. I would rather they didn't have a TV in one of the bedrooms than have a broken one which I then get complaints about instead I switched it for a digital radio all the other tv works um, and they all have Netflix and what have you because as you know from earlier in the podcast I've just set that up and I've put that all there for them Whew. so that is a busy day of meetings but let's do a bit of a celebration on that because I think sometimes I don't give myself enough credit for um, what I've just achieved and I actually walked away from that day feeling like my head was spinning out of control and that wow I didn't achieve what I wanted to and mainly the only thing that I didn't achieve what I wanted to do was getting one tv working apart from that valuation agreed by the end of the, by the end of today I got my valuation agreed at the price that I had conservatively valued the property at and the surveyor said yeah fine you know we'll give you that valuation we're not arguing with it and I was like yes fab and I learned a bit about HMO valuations in Bath and the surrounding areas yes great for members club content because I'm piecing that together from other experts so that I can give that information fabulous I also um, spoke to the managing agents and I agree with the service charge. They know who I am. They know I'm pretty cooperative. And I know that at some point over the next 12 months, we are going to be looking at externals project. I can get saving for that. And also I know what's going on. Hurrah. I also have a new purchase in the pipeline because I decided that actually it's a good idea that we do pursue that and try and put in an offer and agree a fair price for it and I've got mortgage lenders on board amazing and earlier on in the week I found the money for the deposit and that's a different story for a different day um but all of that came together nicely and as I've said before if it works and it flows and you can make it happen it's usually a deal to go for when it becomes really tough like you can't get anything going that's when deals become something that you might as well not even bother with. So always bear that in mind that if it's fine, it's not easy, but things seem to flow and there's a natural rhythm to it, fabulous. If it feels forced, hard, tough, no one's cooperating and it's not working and you're scrabbling around to find the money, probably best that you find a different deal. Might not be worth it for you. So all in all, oh, and I went to my service accommodation and got everything ticked off, it's looking good. And I'm ready to do the development in January because I've looked at tile samples and I've got a schedule of works that I wanted to do. I didn't even talk about that earlier. Oh, Natasha, I didn't tell you. I put together a schedule of works of everything that I wanted to do for my service accommodation. So a new bathroom, new doors, um, recessed TVs in the walls. I'm going to change some of the carpets and um, 
as well as that, I am going to have my windows repaired as well. <gasps> I got that sorted too. It's amazing what I can do in a day. So hopefully, this I know this podcast has been a bit of a scrabble together, but it's a it's an insight into when I actually have a day, just fully, I block out my calendar. It's my day to go and do my property portfolio. Um, it started at uh, quarter to nine and I got back to the Cotswolds by quarter past three as I diarized and I did so much running around and I met so many people, but I got so many things sorted. That is a day in the life of a property investor. Um, and what did I do at quarter past three? Well, my mum put me into a haircut because she said that I'd not so I'd not sat down in weeks. She said that I run myself ragged too much. She was like, Natasha, go and get your haircut. Go and do something nice for yourself. And so thank you, mum. I really, really appreciate that. Um, so there we have it. A day in my life as a property investor when I'm just focusing on property, my property portfolio. Now, as you know, I have so many different things going on all at once, but I do try and schedule days where I just do one thing at a time. And that's so important. And so that was my property day. And I did, I did achieve a lot. And hey, I'll go put a TV in there at some other point. It's not desperate. I don't have gas getting on me and saying, Natasha, I'm missing a TV because there's two other TVs in the property which they can use. So I hope that's been a useful insight into me as a property investor, what I do, what I, how I handle my property when I'm doing a day of property investing. Um, and there's no typical day. That's not every single time I decide that I'm doing a property investment day. That is that day. And it changes. It changes on a daily basis. It changes on a weekly basis. But that's an insight into what I do. So if this podcast has been useful, please let me know please comment or follow me on social media. I'm Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Natasha C. Collins. If you want to talk to me on Facebook, head on over to my Property Investment Mastery Facebook group or come over to my website, ncrealestate.co.uk. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear what you think um, and also how your day goes in comparison to mine because every day is very, very different. Right. Next week, I think I'll be back in the studio, but I hope you've enjoyed this. Um, again, please share the love, share this podcast around. If you enjoy it, let other people know because it really, really helps me. It really, really does. So thank you for listening today. I cannot wait to catch up with you again soon.